Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Undead Wookiee podcast. The Undead Wookiee is a fortnightly-ish podcast focusing on horror and sci-fi, but there will be times where we dip into other genres because here at the Undead Wookiee, our nerdiness knows no bounds. Hello and welcome back. I am your host, Hugh Lloyd. Remember, you can find us on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Please don't forget to leave us a little uh, five-star review if you enjoy the show. Okay, now on this episode, on episode 51, 51, I can't believe it, we will be looking at Altered States from 1980. Now, before I introduce my fantastic co-host on this episode, let's check out the trailer. In the basement of one of the country's leading medical schools, Dr. Edward Jessup, candidate for a Nobel Prize, is conducting the most dangerous experiment in the history of science. And the subject of the experiment is himself. Ask him what kind of an experience I can expect. It's deafening. The noise is deafening. It's blacked out. What happens during these blackout periods is you get the feeling of phenomenal acceleration, like you're being shot out over millions, billions of years. Time simply obliterates. You guys are shooting off with an untested drug that stacks up in the brain and works in the nucleus of the cell, and you don't call that dangerous. Now, I'm asking you to put the experiment off until we understand a little more in order to minimize the risk. I'm really frightened. We could be screwing around with this whole genetic structure. Now, how do we stop this? We've got millions of years stored away in that computer bank we call our minds. We have got trillions of dormant genes in us, our whole evolutionary past. Perhaps I've tapped into that. He may be on to something that is beyond our own comprehension. Now, because I believe him, I want this thing stopped. The hell was that? You okay? If you love me, if you love me, Eddie, defy it! Altered States. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and I am joined by none other than Mr. Peter Nielsen. How are you, sir? I'm doing dandy. <laughs> now, we've got a bit of a... Considering the movie we're covering. Yes, there's a bit of a theme running here, um, and I think at some point yes, we might... I thought about that. We might need to cover something with more of a linear feel to it. Uh, yeah, something more light, uh, well, in, in quotation, light reading or yes. light watching or something yes. of that. Ink. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. because my wife sat down with me to watch this. <laughs> and her exact words were, you can thank Peter from me. That's an hour and 40. I'm not getting back. <laughs> well, she's welcome. <laughs> okay. No, it's not for this movie. Uh, well, we might as well say it. It's Altered States from yes. 1980, and it's it's not for everyone. No, it's not something you just put on the in the background and have. Well, then again, you could actually with all the imagery in it, you yes. could have it just running in the background. Yeah. But if you want to ex- uh, understand any of it, you 
kind of have to pay attention. Well, she had a, she was sort of doing some stuff. Um, she was looking at her phone and she was doing some stuff online. Um, and then she yeah. looked up and she went, what the hell is going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, <clears throat> yep. um, yeah. <laughs> and I've been following. <laughs> now, th- obviously, this is a Ken Russell film. Um, yep. Mad Bad Ken Russell. Um, who actually, I got a bit of a soft spot for Ken Russell. Um, he is... Um, yeah, he has he, some, some good titles. Yes. Um, he's a little bit out there as a... Well, he was. He unfortunately passed away a while ago. Um, mm. But as a... You know, he was slightly out there as a person. But as a filmmaker... Um, I mean, he is, um, you know, you, you, I mean, you just got to look at the devils, um, mm-hmm. uh, women in love. Um, of course the one that we talked about, all states, uh, Tommy, um, it's the worth the layer of the white worm. Oh, do you know what? I've, I really um, like the layer of the white worm. <laughs> it's completely yeah. ridiculous. And even sort of, I suppose that's towards the latter stage of his career. Um, mm he's um that visual style is still there yeah not not as uh, prevalent as it is in his early works it's more the, the later the, the latter movies he made were more uh, i don't know mainstream is maybe not the correct word but it, they are more mainstream than yes. some of his early work yeah like yeah. china blue is still yeah. more mainstream even <laughs> though it's Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And I, th- you know, and I mean, Savage obviously- Messiah is another good one. Yes, it is actually. It is, and I think he sort of people sort of. I kind. I think he became a bit of an easy target at some point. I think um, yeah, I he so. became a bit of an easy target um, as he, particularly as he got older. But I mean, you look at Tommy. Tommy is an incredible piece. Is an incredible piece. Yes, yeah, it is. Um, and. He's a, he is, you know, visually, he is an incredible, incredible filmmaker. And I think he's very much of this time period. And I think sort mm. of, and maybe, maybe his star waned a little bit. And, you know, some of the sort of, um, the budget wasn't there later on, particularly when he sort of, went, you know, started doing some of the Edgar Allan Poe stuff that he shot on his own estate. Mm. Um, yeah. But he's, you know, he's a phenomenal director, and we'll, we'll we'll really get into sort of some of the choices he made in this one. Um, yeah, not an easy shoot. From no, what I've no, and, understood. Uh, I love the fact that he people did report that he was very, very drunk during the making of this, um, <laughs> which probably helped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for this particular movie, I think so. Yes. Um, this was written um, by Paddy Chayefsky. Well, that's how you pronounce it, in Chayefsky. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, based on his own book. But he took the credit as Sydney, the writing credit as Sydney Aaron. Um, yeah, he was he was none too happy with this one. No, and not an easy even man. though Even though, I, from what I've uh, read, it's almost word for word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book yeah and he yeah. still didn't like it yeah so, well, but that again with ken russell's style of uh having people uh saying their lines and all that and yeah movies, i think that's more of his uh, i think that's uh where some of his uh, yes uh, i don't know not not, not ang- well he was 
pretty angry with the, the yeah. movie, I think. Uh, yeah. Patty Shea, as she was. Now, the the music, and this has got a great score. It's got a brilliant, brilliant uh-huh. score. Um, yeah. was by John Cordigliano. Cordigliano, that's how you say it. Um, great, you know, it's, it's, it's a superb score, and it's, re- it's full of menace, and it's huge. It's mm-hmm. I, 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 thick. It sounds very, yep. very thick. Um, and I thought it was, it was absolutely... <laughs> Yeah, and it worked with the with the music and the imagery, uh, and it it puts you in a certain state of it. it for this movie, uh, what what you see on screen and uh, accompanied with the music, it fits perfectly, and you you uh, yeah uh, you you are put in an altered state. I so think yeah, I think that's the best way to look at it. And, yeah. and you know yeah. we'll get into you know we'll get. It. I think also we'll talk about some of the light dinner the light dinner of this film, which I think is superb. Um, yeah. But it starred William Hurt in his uh, film debut. Yep. Um, it also starred Blair Brown. Because uh, <clears> William <throat> Hurt starred as um, Dr. Edward Eddie Jessup. Um, Blair Brown. Yeah, not a, yeah not, he's, he's not a not a particularly like likeable character. No, no, not at all. Um, no, I think the word no. dick comes to mind. <laughs> yep, I was thinking it, but I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, um, and of course you've got Blair Brown, mm-hmm. Emily Jessup, who oh, yeah. spends yep. a lot of time with not a lot of clothing on. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that's, uh, yeah, and, and sweaty. Yes, there's a lot of sweat in this. What was, yeah, what, what was up with that? With their first uh, love-making scene and having that, Heater that yeah. close by that it seemed very very hot. Yes, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Bob Balaban, she's, she's lovely though. Yes, yes. Um, and then you got Bob Balaban in this. Um, yep. Now, it's I think he was an interesting choice for this film, um, but he, I think he's great in it. Um, yeah, you, it works. He suits the part. Yeah, and he's a good actor and a good director too. He is indeed. Um, we've got Charles Hayde, um, Thio Penjalis, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got a very, very, very young Drew Barrymore. Yeah, well, that's one of the kids. Yeah, and it's also her first film. You know, and uh, yeah, that would be correct. Yeah, she wasn't old here. Yeah, she was eighty. I suppose they shot it in seventy-nine. Yeah. Now, use the use the question. How would you oh, describe okay. the plot? Uh, <laughs> um, psychedelic. Yes. Trippy. Yes. That's another good word, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, I, th- you know, base- I think. Yeah, I think that that works. It's psychedelic. It's trippy because uh, they they do take uh, uh, a large amount. Well, he does take a large amount of drugs. On, yes, uh, or mushrooms or whatever it is they yeah. put in that concoction with blood and leaves and roots. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we it, get into that. We're we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Yes. There. I mean, essentially, the story is about. Edward Jessup, um, who is an abnormal psychologist. Um, <laughs> Whatever that means. What, yes. Um, who is studying schizophrenia, and then he decides that he's going to use a flotation tank um, and sensory deprivation, and then he decides that, you know, maybe um, he needs to sort of up the ante a little bit and then sort of goes out to meet some <laughs> Indians 
and takes a psychotropic and batshit insanity ensues. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was just going to say, and off he goes. Yes, and, and, so, and he really does go off, off he goes. Um, oh, wow, yes. This is a budget of 50 I mean, million. I can't get over yeah, that. I've no, seen it's, it's 50 it, it, million. No. You know, and... Yeah, but I think a lot of that went to... Uh, I mean, a lot of the effects used in this is our first time. So I think a lot of money was spent on how to make the effects work. Yes. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, I mean, these... Uh, even though uh, you have people like... Uh, like William Hurt and Bob Balaban and all that. A lot of them are, are first timers, so I yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of amount a lot of amount spent on on uh, wages for yeah. the actors. Yeah, I and think I'm, a lot of it went to effects. Yeah, and they were sort of. I mean, the production for this was notoriously difficult. Notoriously a lot of difficult. Uh, a lot of anger. Yes. Uh, a lot of uh, rows. Yes. And, uh, shouting at each other and, uh, yeah. Yeah, because. And getting banned from the set, yeah. I think. I think <laughs> I, the, he got, uh, Ken Russell got Patty Chayevsky, the, the author, banned from the set. He, he did, yeah. Um, impossible to work with. Yeah, well, it didn't, um, cause Arthur Penn was originally going to direct this. Um, and he jumped shipped. Um, mm-hmm saying that Paddy Chayefsky was just ridiculous. He just would not be happy with any version of the film. Just wouldn't mm. be happy. So he left. Um, and then Ken Russell sort of came on board um, and then just had him completely banned from set. Um, mm. And it just sort of, it sort of rumbled on, didn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it just sort of, it just went from there. And I think the sort of, um, I think his biggest criticism, Chayefsky, was the sort of, the intensity of the performances. Yeah, because it is. I mean, there's a lot of um, uh, talking over each other, shouting all over each other, and yeah. which is kind of uh, cool with this script, because it's not just, it's an intelligence script. It, I mean, the, the people depicted in this movie are intelligent as hell. Well, and what comes out of their mouths is uh, is not just a no. mumbo jumbo. It's it's actually very well. It's pseudo psychological scientific stuff, but still, yes. And I mean, it's the, supposed to make sense somewhere. And I mean, William Hurt's character has got some of the most unbelievably difficult lines um, and a yes. tremendous amount of exposition. And oh yes, his performance. I mean, William Hurt is a superb actor. He is an outstanding actor. Um, yeah. And this is his first one. And this is his first one. And he's he's got to carry this film. And not only mm-hmm. has he got to carry this film in terms of he is the leading man. He has got to mm-hmm. deal with tremendous amounts of exposition because it is huge, huge moments of exposition dump all thrown yep. in together with other characters shouting over each other. And yep. <laughs> you know, that party scene where he's clearly hammer drunk and he, well, yeah, well, they're, well, yeah and, and they're walking around, which it makes it, uh, I mean, it, it feels even though uh, we're 
very much out there with this movie. It still feels real when you see these scenes, like the party they go around, they're drinking and they're talking yes. to each other, shouting, and they fit like like a normal party would do. Because you won't just sit down and well, you do have these intense conversations when yes, when uh, certain beverages has been induced, but yes, you still have that walking around, shouting, getting another, getting a smoke and everything. So it feels real. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a lot of dialogue. It's huge amounts. And lots of dialogue. And actually, like you said, lots of this is pseudoscience or pseudo, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and there are moments in it that he, particularly what he's talking about and they, um, that everybody is coming from the same atoms and those type of things. And there is, mm-hmm. a, there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of sort of been a lot of literature and a lot of research about it. Um, and all of that is in this film. But you've got to really, really listen to it. This is yeah. not an easy sort of throw it on. Oh, look, um, you know, <laughs> there's going to be a couple of gory moments. There's going to be some jump scare. There's not really a lot of that. It's very intense. It's very claustrophobic. It's, um, it's you have to pay attention. The first half of the movie, you have to really pay attention. Yes. Oh, completely, completely. It is, um, it is, it, it is a film that sort of, if you don't, if you don't get into it from the very, very beginning, you are going to struggle. <laughs> yes. And I think it's fair to say that, um, Mr. Ken Russell has certain predilections that he likes to sort of, um, throw into his films. Um, and obviously religion is a huge part of, of all of his films. Um, uh, yeah, and, I mean, you can't miss the Adam and Eve reference in this one. Uh, yes, and, you know, <laughs> Eve, uh, uh, and this is the thing with Ken Russell is that, wow. yeah, you know, the there's the, there's the, because he was a Roman Catholic himself, um, and he has this sort of, you can see the battle that is going on inside himself, Um mm. You know, and the fact that Eddie Jessup is a character is a lapsed Catholic and he's now agnostic. And as a child, he saw God. Now, I generally wouldn't be using that as a pickup line. Uh, no, I don't think it, it's the first one you go to. No, it's not you really. Know, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, the usual one is, you know, get your coat, love, you're pulled. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Does that really work? <laughs> no, never. Um, <laughs> not even in an ironic sense. <laughs> no, when you come, when you pass them, you kind of spill a uh, beverage on them a little bit, a couple of drops. Oh, come on, love, let's get you out of them. Wet yeah. <laughs> but doesn't work. No, and you know the fact that everybody introduces his character as an arrogant prick. Uh, yeah, it's, he know, is. So they're honest. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, this, but then he sort of, you know, within his first couple sort of meet in, um, with, um, uh, oh, I think the character's name, what's her, what's her name? Um, Emily. 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 The first time yeah, he her meets. Her name's Emily in the movie, yeah. Yeah, the first the time that he meets wrong. with Emily, um, you know, he, he does sort of bench, you know, just, just, just drops her in there. Um, yeah. uh, you know, that, that as a child he saw God, uh, and angels, um, it's it's kind of very much like when we did the fly, the meeting between uh, Seth Brundle and yes. um, and I'm blanking on her name, um, uh, Gina Davis. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, her character. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of brought back some. Well, I, it came later, so I suppose it, it draw from drew from this. If, yeah, yeah, uh, anything. yeah. The way they talk, they kind of get into uh, into it very quickly. It's yes. not like beating the. Oh, hello, I'm this, and do you want to have a drink? It's just it's it's they instant, get isn't quick it? to it, and they get quickly into each other later on with the heater. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. there's no beating around the bush here. No, no, none at all. No, and I think. Um, no, pun, no pun intended. No pun, no. <laughs> but it's this sort of, you know, this film is laced with this sort of um, layer upon layer of sort of um, Catholic religious allegory, and all you know those those initial, particularly those initial hallucinations, um, where you know suddenly you know he becomes the is it the six eyed horned mutant goat person. Being crucified. Yeah, that scene. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's mind. It, it is just sort of. It's mind blowing to think how. How did you get that into this film? How? Where did that? You know. Where does this come from? Um, and the yeah. staging. Where of do it. you sit around thinking about this? Hmm. Yeah. Let's see. We do need this image. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. And everybody in the stu- in the in the room looks at you and. Hmm. Really. Okay. Yes. Yes, that's what we need. That's what we need. And I had my young, uh, my youngest daughter uh, sitting in the living room. She was watching, uh, uh, I don't know, videos on YouTube or something on her computer, yeah, on her laptop when we were watching this, and she kind of, and I told her this, this, uh, <laughs> there may be some uh, uh, weird and frightening images uh, from this movie. So uh, she said, "Okay, I'll just, I'll just." Watch my laptop then. But she yeah. once in a while looked up and said, I could see the look in her face like, <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> that, it's like, Dad. So she didn't leave though. Yeah, you could see that in thinking, Dad, that conversation we need to have, it's coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're really worried about you, Dad. So, uh, <laughs> oh, no, we were way past that. <laughs> years ago. And like, you know, so, uh, there are huge, like, I mean, for me, one of the amazing images. Um, and interestingly enough, it was taken from, uh, it was stock footage that Ken Russell inserted into the film. Um, oh, yeah, the, was, the hell sequence. The Dante, uh, was Dante's uh, hell, scene. Dante's inferno. That yeah. was stock footage from sort of, from, from 1935, 36. Um, which is just, uh, but he made, it, 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 it's seamless. It's seamless. Yes, it is. And it, and it, I mean, even though these scenes are from, like you said, from the uh, early to mid thirties, yeah, uh, from that movie, I don't think I've ever seen that one. But no, it, it, it they're disturbing, yes, unsettling. I think is a good. Uh, well, of all the that he that he has in this, they're unsettling. Yes, yeah, and I mean, the, oh. you know, and what's really interesting um, is. Particularly when they go to when they when he's talking um, with with these images, you've got like the sort of there's the genesis and the revelation um, sort of yeah. story going on. You've got then we got Adam and Eve, um, and you get the yep. Indian uh, artwork um, on the on the wall, oh, yeah. and there's a giant mushroom with a big serpent around it. It's like okay, yeah, we're, we're going yeah, there. Yeah, then you get the visions. Yeah, then you get the visions of hell with people writhing. Uh, it's it's. If if you happen to walk into the room during these uh, visions he's having, yes, you look at what, what the hell is this? And it's and and again accompanied with the with sound effects and the music. Yes, and I was I was watching this with headphones on. 
Oh, God. <laughs> so it really gets into your head. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, it's uh, it's an uh, unsettling movie to watch like that. <laughs> yes. It's, 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 and, I, and, I mean, we've said this already. That is not an easy watch. It's not an no. easy watch. But it is fascinating. Um, and yeah, the, the first time I watched this was actually, well, the first time I saw something, it was like, you know, the, the shows they had on TV where you kind of like pre, preview shows. Yeah, show, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of scenes from, yeah. And the first scene I ever saw from this movie was the bathroom scene, you know, where he wakes up and his arm is all, yes, we'll, we'll yeah, get into yeah. that later, where it starts, and, and it starts to mutate and he walks into the shower and he's standing in the, uh, the shower and, and you see his feet. Yes. Kind yeah. of turn, and that's the those are the first image uh, images I saw from this movie, and that uh, I don't know a pre uh, trailer thing show. Yeah, yeah, and uh, never got round to it. And then a couple of years later, I watched this for the first time. Uh, it came on Danish TV, I think. So mm. me and my dad watched this uh, mm. for the first time. And when this movie ended, because it's a powerful ending, it's oh, a yes. powerful movie, even though it's weird. We just sat there. I think there was complete silence for 10 minutes. <laughs> we kind of looked at each other and we said, what the hell did we just watch? Yeah. Can you, I mean, can you imagine? Because, I mean, this, this film was made for 15 million. It made 19 million back. So it made a small profit. Yeah. Can you imagine your general cinema goer? Because when you look at the trailer for this, you don't really get the idea that it, this is going to be some kind of LSD trip. Um, nope. It was sold pretty much as a straightforward sci-fi horror. Um, yep. You can imagine you're just your average cinema goer just trotting along to the cinema and then sitting down mm-hmm. and seeing this right in front of them. <laughs> it's. Um, I would have actually, I would have loved to see this on the big screen. Oh, it'd be incredible. Uh, it would not, look, maybe, maybe not back in the day, but today when yes. you have all the, the uh, well, in, in adult years, even though it can be. Uh, debated how adult you yeah, want, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but with uh, the adult eyes. See, yes. back then, I, would just, I don't think you could get as much out of it like that. But watching it today on a big screen would have been so cool. With all you, you're, you're more or less assaulted. I, I, yes. If you see this on a big screen, you're a, it's an assault of and imagery sound. and visions and sound. Yeah. And I mean, the one Ugh. thing that, you know, the fact that you had your headphones on, you're braver than I am, because there were moments in this where this sort of, it's not a musical note, it's more like a drone sort of kicks in. Mm-hmm. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, at, it's such, at such a pitch, it is very, mm-hmm. very unsettling. Yeah, you can very sit unsettling. up straight once in a while. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, in some ways, this is not a particularly, it has moments of sort of gore, but they're not like overtly gory. No. No. Um, they came late, they, they come later in the movie after he's, uh, I mean, they, they do these experiments with the, uh, with the flotation tank. Yes. And, and then they kind of, we kind of jump ahead almost, because uh, uh, Emily and uh, Eddie Jessup, they, they get married and have two kids. Yeah. Yeah. Which in itself is science fiction because he's he's the arrogant dick he is that he uh, that they actually stay together that long is yes. weird. But yeah. again, we'll we'll get into why. <laughs> but we jump ahead and he kind of well, their marriage is not good. 
No. And and he kind of uh, goes on this trip to, I don't know if it, the it's Columbia, or is it? Well, is it Columbia? It was Columbia, yeah. And he hitches up with, um, oh, damn it, that name, uh, Thao Pangelis? Yeah, yeah uh, Thao Pangelis, yeah, Pang- Pangelis, or yeah. Pang- as um, the character is yeah, Eduardo Echervaro, yeah. or Echervaro. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's been on, let's see, there's... Uh, the the ongoing series in, in the States called Days of Our Lives, yes. which is up to more than 10,000 episodes. He was in almost 1,600 of those. So he's <laughs> he, he's done some work. But he's also in Magnum P.I.? Yes, he was. Yeah, exactly. Not as many episodes, though. No, no. No, no, no. no, but, he go, no, no. but Eddie Jessup goes with him. They go to see this tribe, and they mix this weird concoction of everything. Mm. And they when they take his hand, he's supposed to put that root in, and that Indian chief takes and spreads his open in his fingers and yes. cuts him oh. between the fell the webbing of his oh, fingers. Oh. oh man, that hurts. Yes, yes. And yes. the blood drips, and and then follows the vision, and oh, and that's when he kind of thinks, hmm, I can't really get any further with this. Yeah, because uh, he t- he he takes some of this uh, concoction home and 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 increases the dosage even mm. more, and they say this could potentially be dangerous. And then he has this brilliant idea. Hmm, <laughs> what if I use this? Yes. In conjunction with the, using the flotation device. Yeah. Yippee! Yeah. And hilarity oh, ensues. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, and, and they have some, I mean, I, and, and he splits up with his wife. Uh, yeah. Because they go, they go on their separate. Well, she goes to Africa. They go their she? Separate ways. she goes to Africa to study baboons, yeah. which again, um, yep. there's a lot of sort of um, ape, humanoid, monkeys, yeah. biology sort of things going on in this film. Um, mm-hmm. What's really interesting is that the um, the ritual where you see him uh, taking the sort of the hallucinogenic concoction. Um, mm-hmm. very, very reminiscent of like, um, ayahuasca ceremony that, um, that still take, you know, that people still sort of reg- regularly take part in today. Um, yeah. it, which is kind of terrifying, really. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. Cause, yeah. I mean, I, I'd imagine when, well, again, it's it, with drug abuse and everything like yeah. that, but when you take things like this and I, I imagine it is very powerful and beyond dangerous because you don't really know what's in these no no mixtures yes so i mean it could it could it could potentially take a very very dark turn oh yeah 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 it's and, and i mean but, uh, yeah know, and the, the ritual is real yes the ritual is you know you see them there and then you see sort of comes round, and then he's sort of you see this half-eaten lizard that he's um, mm-hmm. he's clearly got you know a, a case of the munchies, and yes, <laughs> and just and he doesn't re- well yeah and he remembers what is he he, he remembers he remembers seeing yeah he remembers seeing the remember what happens he remembers yeah. seeing the lizard and sort of various things but he doesn't actually um, doesn't he doesn't really remember anything that's going on and he thinks it's a, that they've played a prank on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a bit of a dick about it all. Um, yes, he is. And sort of, and then they, they, they go back and they start the experiments again. Um, and it's, 
you know, it, it just sort of, you can see everything kind of, um, and un- unraveling for him at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell you what is in a very, very interesting scene is where he's clearly having an affair with one of his students. And she, he goes, it's, and it's the shower scene where you talked about where he starts sort of, he wakes yeah. up in the middle of the night and he's, he's, he's almost like he's sort of devolving into this sort of, um, sort of, uh, you can't say Cro Magnum kind of man, prehistoric. but prehistoric. Pre- yes. Yeah. And the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause he has visions of this in the tank. Yes. And, 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 but then things, like, like you say, his arm is all like bubbly and turning, and he he goes into the bathroom and the blood and everything, and yeah, yes, the feet, the hairy feet with an extra toe, yes, yeah, it's a disturbing scene. And this I saw as a youngster at the this program. I was like, what the hell is this movie? It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the bit that did make me chuckle was that the young naked student that he's having an affair with still referred to him as Dr. Mm. Jessup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, um, that's disturbing in a, in a, in a number of ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you'll have to excuse me because I got a call. Oh, no, oh, Dr. <laughs> Sorry. If, yeah. you, if my voice oh, sounds Dr. a little off on this Dr. episode, Dr. Jessup please. is this? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not devolving myself. I've just got a bit of a sore throat. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, no need to worry. No need to worry. I'm not bubbling. Won't all of a sudden, start. Rawr, rawr, yeah. rawr. that's not gonna. Well, that might happen, but not for those reasons. Not for those reasons, no. Um, he's no I mean, and you can almost see this student. Is it? Is it? Uh, it, it Doctor Jessup, is this? Is this gonna affect my? Yeah. My grades. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Yes. And she's so young, and yeah. And, yeah. and then when he comes out of the bathroom, he, he kind of opens the door, and it's like he's stepping out into hell. Yes. Yes. And he's just standing there, can't do anything. So, Dr. Jessup, are you okay? But then the Dr. Jessup part is really disturbing. But Yes. Yeah, it is. It's really, said, really creepy. Said Eddie. Yes. Yeah. It's really creepy. Now, what's yeah, really but this is when he kind of starts to think that, or realize that things have I mean, he wants to take this even further, but yeah. he's realizing that stuff is happening. Well, that he's you know, uh, like, what are you saying? He's externalizing it. All of a sudden, the visions are are uh, getting out into the real world. Yes, yeah, and it's never quite clear um, what exactly he is looking for because it starts off: is he looking for a cure for um, schizophrenia? Um, and then yeah. it becomes about sort of a quest to find the first human soul or the first soul. Um, yeah, exactly. And it's sort of, as we said, pseudo uh, psychological. Yes. Uh, science. Um, pseudo is the key word. Yes. I think. And so throw in some sort of oozy, lumpy body horror with turning into sort of hairy monkey man. Uh, shenanigans, and I think you're kind of halfway there. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, know. I'd say that's, that's that's correct. You know, and what what are the things that I love about this film? Actually, is the lighting. And whenever at the start of the film, whenever you see Eddie Jessup, when he walks through the first couple of scenes, wherever he walks through a door, he is always sort of bathed in white light. 
And then as the film progresses, ah, yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, you know, as the film progresses, it's almost like he is falling into Dante's head, Inferno himself. And, you know, like you said, yeah. in, in that scene where he opens the door and he's almost sort of, he's almost in hell and he can't move. Yeah, bathed, bathed in kind of orangey red. Yes. Uh, light. It's, um, if you're, if you're grunting in the back and my dog just walked in. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not turning either. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter, for you, is what is the standout moment in this film for you? What is that moment where you sort of, you know, you thought, oh wow, this is this is a great, great film. Uh, you have to, you have to get past the first half of it, I think. Yes, where yeah. it's kind of setting it up. It's an interesting subject, so you're not really uh, set off, uh, or it's not offsetting. Uh, I suppose you have to be in a kind of some sort of uh, frame of mind to want to watch this, but it, the moment doesn't really come until later. No. And when he, when they start, I think, cause they, they get a new tank and he's lying in that, it's all black and, uh, and you, when you, you know when you hear the grunting sounds mm. from inside? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the professors, uh, Bob Balaban and, and, uh, uh and, um, Charles Hayes character. Yes, yes. They kind of just look up and say, what the hell was that? Yeah. And that's when you kind of start to think, oh boy. Yes. Uh, then all of a sudden you, you kind of sit upright and think, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And when they open up, he's all frothy and bloody around his mouth and he can't speak and he has to write down what's happening. I think that's when you kind of go, huh. Mm. Yeah. And you start to pay attention again, or more attention. Yes. So I think it's at the, when you get to the later half of the movie, you really, uh, it takes another turn. Yes. Uh, yeah. when, when, when he kind of starts to turn into this creature. Yes, and I mean, but I think that's where where you kind of where you kind of, where you where you start to hear uh, the grunting, and they yeah. kind of look up. What the hell was that? I think that's uh, a little bit of a turning point where you think, bam, yeah, where is this headed? Yeah, and I mean, th- I think it's fair to say that is it's one of the big set pieces of the film, isn't it? Where um, he completely transforms. He takes him. He's sort of like um, it's his Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde moment, isn't it? Where he yes, takes himself into Definitely. the lab. He takes himself into the lab um, and he runs the experiment on himself with nobody else around where, and mm-hmm. then he suddenly completely transforms into this prehistoric ape, uh, ape man creature. Um, and yeah. then um, and he starts roaming around the streets, he starts roaming around the streets and he's, you know, he attacks um, people in his own laboratory um, and, mm-hmm. you know, he sort of, <laughs> and he becomes very agile, doesn't he? There's, there's a lot of yep. sort of climbing and swinging around from things and sort of uh, chasing, you know, and he gets chased yeah, into mean, the zoo. Turned, the, yeah, the Bronx Zoo. Yes. It? I think you weren't, they were one of some of the first uh, movie productions that actually filmed inside the Bronx Zoo because you weren't allowed to do that. Yeah. Uh, so they got permission to do it, I think. Wow. I read that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So no, but he's very agile, and he's—if uh, you look, uh, pay attention—he's also smaller. Yes, 
Yes, he is. Because because yeah, I was sat watching it when I watched it this time around. I was like, that's not William Hurt. No, no. And this is the other thing. He's he's shorter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because William Hurt's quite a big guy. He's quite a tall guy, isn't he? He's, yeah. You know, he's six foot plus. Um, mm. This film does have to come with a man ass warning, um, because there's a lot of man ass. Well, I I, I'd say I, I'd say more than just man ass. Yes, this the, is a warning for everything. Yeah, there, there, <laughs> there's a lot of nudity. Um, yes, and when he does transform into that, they, you know, there's a lot of hairy man ass on show. Uh, because mm. he is very, very, yep. suddenly becomes very, very hairy. Um, it's, um, but it's a, ve- it, it's a great scene. And when he's chased by the dogs and he's climbing up on mm-hmm. the thing, it, it's a really, really good scene. And it's sort of almost reminiscent a little bit of American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. Where he wakes up and he's completely stark as and he's head down in the, um, in one of the, in one of the, um, in one of the goat pens, isn't he? Where he's um, where yes, he's actually yes, been yes. eating some of the goats. Hmm. Um, and I think that, and the way in which he kills one of the goats, where you see that that rock hitting the goat in the head. I thought yeah. that that. <laughs> um, you could clearly see this but, is very much yeah, but, shot in the seventies and animal uh, welfare and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, weren't quite. Yes, because that goat takes. I don't think you could do that today. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was like a rubber rock or something, but that goat takes it takes takes a stone to the head. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) Yeah, I I kind of thought that too. Yeah, did you just? I mean, because clearly it's a real goat and a fake rock. And yes. I think if you would have done it today, it would have been a fake goat. Yes. And a fake rock size. Yes. Course. But, but back then it, it was a, and I'm sure it didn't hurt the goat at all, but it's still, it it's, takes it's, it full on. It's, it's, it's not a stunt goat. <laughs> it's a header. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not a stunt goat. It's. Doing a header with a rock. Yes. Yeah. And then he eats the goat, <laughs> which again is. Yeah. I mean, like we said, there's not a lot of gore, but it's very visceral when things yes, happen. It is. it is very, very visceral. And all of this, because they released this in something called Mega Sound or Censura Sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mm-hmm. all of this sort of creates that very, very visceral, very, very intense feel to it. Um, and his grunting... Um, and the way in which that he moves and all it, it it is really really it's it's a great 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 it, it, i i really enjoyed that scene. you know that was a great scene it's well executed um yeah the way he just i mean it's it's uh, uh or not that we could actually know how it would look back then cuz no we we go back millions of years yeah but the way he moved around and the the running and the jumping and he, yeah. he's very fast and he's yes. very, very agile. And I imagine if you live in a world like that where everything is a danger. Yes. That's how it would look. Yeah. Because yeah. he is super fast when he's running. He's kind of like crouched down a bit, but he is, it, it's like watching a, an ape or a monkey run. It's yes. Yeah. They kind of crouch down a bit, but they're super fast. The physicality in it is, is. So that's kind of. It's superb. Yeah. And he was, he was, he was, uh, let's see, Primal Miguel. Godreau. Mm. 
was the man was the guy who played the yeah. primal man. And I think he's played he's played parts physical parts like this before. I think I looked him up a little bit. Yeah, he's you know he's so uh, he's a physical man. He's very very skilled, very very skilled. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, mind you, in the eighties there were a sort of there was quite a few films out there that um, had sort of prehistoric man movie, didn't they? They were they were sort of um, mm. there was a number of them. So you had films like uh, Quest for Fire, uh, Clan of the Cave Bear. Good. Um, you had um, well, you had Caveman in eighty one. You had Cave Girl then in eighty five. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ringo, Ringo Starr. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's in Caveman. Yes. Ringo Starr and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and his wife. Um, and then... The, Barbara Bach. What was the... Yes. What was the other one? Um, oh, Iron Master. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I Iron think Master. I think I had that on VHS somewhere. Yeah. yeah. A, a great Italian exploitation film. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Ab- it makes no sense at all. Um, no, at all, no. No, with quite possibly some of the worst acting ever committed to to screen. Yeah, I'm not arguing at <laughs> all because I'd uh, I'd agree. But entertaining as well. But it's it's a, it's a yes, exactly. It's a fun popcorn movie, and you will have a blast watching it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, if you can, I, I don't know if I think you can get it out. I think it's been released on Blu-ray by 88 Film. Because um, it's quite hard to they track might down. Have. Yeah, it's quite hard to track yeah. down. It's one of those one that's quite sort of. Um, it's quite hard. It's quite hard to sort of get hold mm. of. Um, but what's really interesting, actually, about going back to Alter State, is its influence on other on other genres, and it's been sort of. You know, the, the, lots and lots of very. You know, the, I mean, like South Park of. I've used bits of it. Um, the Simpsons. Um, James Cameron actually, you know, used the, you know, the, the opening credits, which I think are brilliant, is a brilliant opening credit scene. The opening yeah. credits to this is kind of absolutely from yeah. side to side. Yeah, is absolutely, and obviously Cameron used that again in the in the Terminator. Um, yeah, JJ Abrams, um, the pilot for Fringe. Um, there's loads and loads of sort of homages to to Walter Satan in um, in the Fringe, particularly with the character uh, Walter Bishop. Um, and oh, of course, yeah, it's been a while since I watched the Fringe, but yeah, I seem to remember that. Yeah, um, and of course, you know, even Aha Take on Me video, uh, where they had the guy slamming up against the walls. Yep. To sort of break out into reality, the they're, they're powerful. Yes. Yep. Exactly. It's, it's a very, I'm sure it's lifted directly from this. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, this is a film that is, it's not a simple popcorn film. You can't just sort of really, um, you can't just switch, you, you can't get up in the middle of it, leave it running and make a drink and come back and think what is No, uh, No, because you'll miss something. Completely, which makes sense, and and uh, and then the rest of the, you have to rewind. Yeah, I mean, you have to have if, if you're going to do that, either either pause or be able to rewind it because uh, even a couple of minutes, you'll miss something that'll make sense along the way. Yeah, yeah. No. So uh, and, and and but to the I mean, uh, if you go to the core of the movie, what is really about it? It is actually a kind of a simple love story. Yes. Yeah. Because. And all through this insanity and him transforming into, and we'll get, it'll, it gets even, 
for the folks listening, it, it, it gets, it gets, it, it gets weirder. Yes. But the heart of it is she loves this guy, which boggles the mind because he is, he is a pretentious dick. Yes. And he doesn't really, uh, he's not really affectionate, not even towards his own kids. Sure. They're there and they're his. And I, I suppose he, he, I mean, they're his kids. Yes. But. First and foremost, through most of the movie, or actually all the way up to the end, mm. everything he's interested in is himself. Yeah, and what he can, how far he can take this experiment. Yeah, but yeah. she, even through all this, she loves him deeply. Yes, and even though that when they go, when she goes to Africa and he goes away, she is always concerned and always kind of. Uh, calls yes. uh, his colleagues and friends to to find out w- what's he up to now, what's happening, and I don't know how to help him. Yeah. So the love is so strong, and which is which makes this movie, which is why you sit uh, when it's when it's all done. Yes. And and uh, you don't really have anything to say, and that's because the love uh, she has for him. Yes, completely, completely. It's so strong. And it's her who, you know, spoiler alert, guys, I mean, this was released in 1980, so if you haven't seen it by now, why are you listening to this show episode? Pause right now and go back. Yeah, just, t- t- exactly. Yeah, I mean, she... So there, they're yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she saves him. She, you know, yeah. the, you know, even after, you know, you can clearly see this is a man who is totally obsessed. Even after he's been found naked face down in a half-eaten goat. He decides that he... Yep. <laughs> look, we've all had nights out that have ended up like that. Um, but we tend not to repeat them. Uh, and no. <laughs> and not talk too much about it. No, no. Because that's a weird drink to make. Goat's <laughs> blood and... It's just an average night out in Pony But he, he decides... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go there. Yeah, um, <coughs> but you know, but, but he still decides. You know what? I'll take this further. Yeah, I think I'm onto something. Yeah, and and everyone turns. Well, they they don't really turn against him, but they're not. They're kind of reluctant to to, to further the experiments. Yeah, but they go along with it anyway. They go mm-hmm. along with it, and he, you know, and then he sort of, he, you know, in this moment, he's in the tank. And then he mm-hmm. essentially turns into some kind of um, blob. Yeah, some sort of pre, you know, Bloppy. yeah, primordial blob. Um, yeah, because he goes, he goes even further back. Yes, and he just sort of, he's you know, and then you know, it's so hard to try and just explain what happened. But he, yeah, you I, know, was, I was actually thinking, okay, how are we going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> You know, he's, he, I don't know. he's just like a screaming blob. Um, and the yeah, t- it's, and it's everything like goes wrong. He's trying, yeah, because he's trying to go, uh, we're talking about evolu- evolution of man, and he wants to go back to the first, the, the, yeah, like you said, the first, the first Adam, the first thought, the first uh, conscious thought, yes. I suppose. Yes. Uh, a little bit. And he's trying to take that back through evolution. So he's kind of going, he went into this kind of ape creature man, early, uh, Fro Magnon, I suppose, Neander, or not really Neanderthal, but something in between. And he takes it further back and he kind of into this mass of 
cellular primordial yes. soup creature. And, and he, and he even wants to take it further than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then things really go bonkers. Yeah, and I mean, I think... The tank kind of short circuits and explodes or implodes or... Yeah, and it's sort of like, there's this sort of swirling like water toilet bowl kind of effect in the room and she sort of reaches in and pulls him. It's just, I mean, I think like a lot of Ken Russell films, um, they kind of make sense up to a certain point. Um, and then you kind of have to sort of, yes, you've got <laughs> go to make that it. go with leap. the flow. Yeah. You've got to make that leap, leap yourself. And I think it's that idea of, you know, this, this human, this, this, this man, this, 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 per, the, you know, Dr. Jester's character has decided that he is going to push his experiment to such a point where he is physically reverting to a primitive state. Um, yeah, cause, cause up to a certain point, you think this is, it's in his head. Yes. But then you, they take it, uh, a step further. Yes. And, 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 but it's still, even though this sounds weird, it still feels real. Yeah, I, I, uh, even though you take it up to uh, when, when we go this far, but it, it's the way it's shot and the way the people react. Yes. Yes. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's believable or anything, but it feels absurdly real. real. It's, it's mounted in reality. Yeah. Yes. It's absurdly real. Even though she's, even though she's standing in the room and uh, his colleagues are kind of knocked out and you, she's standing in this swirling mist vortex <laughs> trying desperately to save him and pull him out. Yeah. You still kind of believe it. Yeah, there isn't a moment where you just sort of go, oh, this is just, this is far too ridiculous. It's just, this is absurd, Mm. you know, because it is absolutely, it is absolutely absurd, but it's, 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 it's crazy, but it is absolutely grounded, um, in a real world. And I think lots of the sort of, you know, the very weighty, um, exposition and, you know, the sort of, the intense conversations that go on during the film, they all add to this. And, yeah, you know, just thinking it. it's sort of, and it, you know, when you look at this film, it deals with some really, really, um, interesting ideas. You know, the fact that, um, it talks about like a, uh, you know, a sort of emerging mental health crisis. Um, mm-hmm. it talks about this sort of, the, you know, pseudosciences that have sort of become sort of a little bit, you know, far more mainstream at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about the idea of, um, you know, because deprivation tanks are quite sort of popular um, in sort of various. Yeah, you know, I think we had a, the, a couple of years back uh, down the the, the local uh, pool there, the swimming pool. Area. Yeah, I think they had one there. Yeah, yeah. And hang on a minute, you. Hang no, on. No worries. There, I'm back. Ah, hello. <laughs> Everything hey. okay? No, but uh, yeah, sure. Oh, cool. Just the uh, the wife came in and and, and... <laughs> get 
out of here. There. <laughs> They're not used to me recording like this, so they go, what, 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 what's going on? <laughs> no, but like going back to, uh, I mean, cause they, they do talk a lot about uh, his mental health. Uh, yeah. Behind, oh, well, not behind his back, but he, he's kind of he's he's doing his, his experiments anyway, so he's not really around much. So, so there's a point in the movie where you actually think, or or I did anyway, that maybe is she having an affair with uh, 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 what is his name, uh, oh, Charles yeah. Hayes' character, yeah, but, Mason Parrish. Well, the way she kisses him when he walks through the door. Yeah, uh, I mean, okay, so they're friends. I, I get that, but you get kind of get that because yes, there there are moments in this movie where you start to wonder, huh? Mm. And, and where is this connecting? Is she just? Uh, and I, I should also so um, of course they've been married for a long time, they kids. So of course she has, she has some kind of love for him, but you don't. There comes a point in the movie where you kind of start thinking, uh, is her love actually starting to? Uh, kind of go away and yeah, she's kind of yeah. having an affair with this guy instead. Yeah. yeah. So they talk about his mental health and she's afraid that she, he's, he's, he's gone and yes. they have to kind of institutionalize him. So yes. the mental health issue is, like you said, is, uh, takes a, a big part of this movie too. Yeah. And I mean, this film, um, I think what, the, because these films, the, the sort of the hallucination scenes, the LSD scenes, they are so well handled. They are, these sequences mm-hmm. are, you know, they are, you know, and they are very, very abstract. Um, yep. Because they are so well handled, it keeps the film online. It keeps it on track. Um, and I think, you know, Roger Ebert, um, brilliantly said in in his review it's the movie that ken russell was born to direct which ah yeah yeah you know i I think that's very very true and i mean this is you know i think trying to sum up altered states um you could describe it as a sort of a combination of um i don't know quest for fire Meets American Werewolf in London. Meets Doctor Jekyll in Mister H- uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde <laughs> um, on an LSD yeah. trip. I think it's yeah, um, and, and and with a love story. Thrown yes, in. with a bit of you know with that sort of you know with with a love story thrown in for good measure. It's um, yeah, because yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that's no, that's that's a good summary. It's a, you know, because it's a very, you know, it's a well, for all of its excesses, it's a very well-made film. Um, I think William Hurt's performance in it is excellent. Um, yeah. And, yeah. You know, because he, he won his Oscar, didn't he? He's for, intense. He's incredibly intense. Now, William Hurt won his Oscar, didn't he? Was it for Body Heat? Or was it uh, Kiss oh, of the Spider uh, Woman? Or was it, oh, what's the I death? Think, what was it for- was it, wasn't it Kiss of the Spider? What was no? Because it wasn't Gorky Park. No, it was. Uh, I suppose we could look it up. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, you know. What did he have? Let's see. William or oh, by the way, Gorky Park is a great. Oh, it's a superb film. It's a superb. To, to give some people something to uh, think of while I'm looking this up. Let's see, William Hurt. Kiss uh, of the Spider Woman. Uh, it was Kiss of the Spider Woman. Kiss, kiss, kiss of the Spider Woman. 
and then yeah, he was okay, nominated good. then for um, Children of a Lesser God. Yes, with Marley Madeline. Yeah, yes. That was a good movie, too, actually. I've never actually seen completely that. Different, completely different from this one. Oh, worlds <laughs> apart. <laughs> worlds <laughs> apart. I always remember the trailer for Children of a Lesser God being on every VHS for, for, for years. Yeah. Yep. Just being everywhere. Just being everywhere. But, you know, he is a superb actor, William Hurt. And, um, you know, I mean, Body Heat is a classic. Is an absolute classic. And Gorky Park is superb. You know. um, And then you see him in movies like, remember I Love You to Death from 1990? Yes. Yes. Where he is, uh, him and Keanu Reeves are two uh, very, very out there hippie type dudes that are supposed to kill Kevin Kline's character. Yes. I remember when I saw that movie first, I thought, holy shit, that is, because he he feels so out of place in that one. Yeah. You you don't really think of William Hurt in that part, but that movie, I have seen I Love You to Death more times than you probably should have. I love that movie. I mean, you look at... And it's based on true events yeah so yeah. people go look that up i mean it's it, it's one of those sort of oddities isn't it and sort of you know yes. and you look at the directors that he's worked with um you know he's worked with zeffirelli he's worked with uh Lawrence kazdan um who directed um i love you to death and he worked with him in mm-hmm. the accidental tourist um he's you know ken russell um you know he's worked with steven spielberg in ai mm-hmm. you know M. Night Shyamalan in um, uh, The Village, Cronenberg uh, yeah, in right. History of Violence. You know, he is with... Yeah, with, which is another good movie. It's and a great he's in Dark movie. City, remember that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Again, a bit of a trip, too. Yes. You know, so he, this, you know, he, he's a great actor. He is a great, yeah. great actor. Um, and to think that this is his first performance, his, his first sort of... Um, his feature yeah, film. and I mean, like you, me- yeah, like you mentioned before, he carries this movie. Oh, completely. It's his movie. Completely. And it's his first movie, which is a feat uh, in, an, uh, in and of itself. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. You know, and I mean, I th- there's only only praise for him in this one. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, Blair Brown is superb in this as well. I think she is a, you know, she gives a really good performance because she could have quite easily been. Um, she could have quite easily been one of these sort of, you know, a, the weak, you know, the sort of the lesser of the two. Um, but actually, they kind of sort of flip it on their head, really, don't they? Because actually, in the end, she is the one that saves him. Um, yeah, she's, she's the anchor. She's the the ground. Yes. Uh, the, the, what keeps him from losing it completely. Yes. And, you know, and I think she's, you know, she's a PhD herself. Um, I think she's a, you know, she's an inc- a really, really good, strong, um, female, you know, a female character, um, in this film, but it's, um, it's a hell of a trip. It's a, <laughs> yeah. And, and after, uh, when we just, we, we talked about this swirling thing and she pulls him out of it and you think, okay, we're home free. Yes. We're home safe. It's all, it's all over. But then, yeah. But then they get home. Yeah. And he starts transforming in violently. Yes. Because he's so full of energy, this primordial energy and, and everything. Cause, so it kind of, he really goes 
he goes back to this kind of weird lump of a <laughs> mass yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and when she reaches for, and they just touch all of this energy kind of transfers to her. So she, she turns into some kind of weird fiery lava yes. thingy burnt. Yeah. And, and, the, the, and, and then comes this intensity where he's kind of banging back and forth to the walls. Yes. Like in the aha video. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get back to, to her. Yes. And this, this fight, it is so powerful, these last moments. Yes. Because you don't know, you don't really know, is she going to lose him completely or will he pull through? Yeah. Yeah. And, well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's quite an ambiguous ending, really, isn't it? It's that sort of like, well, is he always going to have these moments where, yeah. you know, he could be out, in, he could be in Starbucks one day and suddenly turns into some kind of primordial mm. blob. Oopsie. Oh, excuse me, don't <laughs> mind me. Coffee, sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I have a medical alert bracelet, please read it. Um, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> do it quickly. And yes. Don't touch me. Yes. But it's, you know, and it ends on that note. Well, it actually ends on, um, it actually ends on a bare bum. But, um, it's. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, you can again, with the love story. Yes, and it's very sort uh, of Adam and Eve. Yes, it is. It's almost sort of, um, you, you get this sort of, because of course Ken Russell is, is, um, incredibly, um, an incredibly intelligent man who sort of um, had a huge, massive love for um, classical music and mm-hmm. um, and painting and those type of things. And you, he almost frames the pair of them like Adam and Eve in whenever they have, don't have any clothes on. Um, mm-hmm. Is that they are framed very much like an Adam and Eve painting. Yeah. And the sort of, you know, the way in which... Um, William Hurt sits whenever he hasn't got any clothes on. It's almost like he's sitting like a still life. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. And it's kind of like to cover up the bits and pieces. Yeah. It's dangling. Yes. But it, it's still life, like he's, like he's being painted. Yes, yeah. It's, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a really, really interesting, um, way in which that he, um, that Ken Russell has framed the pair of them, and then it sort of feeds into the sort of the you know the the underlying ideas of Catholicism and his loss of faith, and then his, it's all of these things thrown in together. It's it is an incredible film. It's an incredible film yeah. that is not an easy easy watch by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, the fact nope. that we've you know we've been talking now for the best part of like an hour and twenty about this, and yeah, and you can't really explain it anyway. No, so people have to go back and and experience is a good word, I think. Experience it. Yes, you don't just watch this because, and if you have headphones on, if you have a really good surround system, I think you could really experience it. A good part of the the sound design yes. and music. Yes. So yes. it is an experience. The visions, the imagery, the music, uh, the 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 superb acting in it. Yes. Yes. And I mean the last, the, the latter part of the movie are are not. There's not a lot of uh, dialogue. It's mostly uh, imagery and yes. the visual. Yes. So. Uh, yeah. And I think so, you know, people should really watch this because we can't we can't really make it. <laughs> I can't sum it up. I remember sort of no, no. And I remember seeing this years and years and years ago, and really just not getting it in any shape or form. I think I've watched it again last night, yeah. and I still don't get all of it. 
<laughs> but I no, it's it, I've come to terms with it before. Um, I can't uh, years ago, a long, okay. long time when I was in university, a very, very long time ago. Okay. Uh, and um, it, 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 it was one of those proper sort of what have I just watched moments. Yeah. I don't get this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that sort of uh, it's that kind of moment. Um, but watching it again uh, last night, um, I was able to take more. I, I, th- I appreciated it far more second time round. Yes, you so, do. And, and you, uh, age, I think if, if you get if you watch this too young, you won't get. No, uh, all out uh, as much out of it as you do if was when you have a little bit of mileage in your body. Yes, yes. So, uh, and did you just to, with the actors? Did you catch there were two small parts? Did you uh, catch? No, them at I all? think I missed the them. X-ray, the X-ray, the X-ray technician. Right. No, I missed. Yeah, I, John Larroquette. That was John Larroquette. No. Who's been in a sh- yes, yes, a shit. And this is not the movie you watch. You see him in. No, I, I just completely but, blanked uh, on him. Yeah, and I mean John Larroquette's been in uh, uh, lots of stuff. Just if people don't know who John Larroquette is, just look him up. Yeah, yeah, he's been. About, he's been about. They go to what, see uh, and huh? He's been about. <laughs> he's well, to, yeah, to say the least. And he's a great actor and uh, has a great face, and he, he usually does a lot of comedy. Yes. This is not a comedy at all. No, no. And there's another guy uh, who in this movie is called Dr. Wiesenschaft, who's also, I think, in X-ray. They, they, they go to him to see when they take the X-rays of uh, William Hurt's character when he comes when he can't speak. Yes. He says he wants X-rays taking off his uh, throat. And they say this is this is from a gorilla. It's where they where they first start to think that, hey, wait a minute. This, what, what is this? It was comment on the side. What's happened? Exactly. Holy shit! That Dr. Wiesenschaft was coming down. Yes, it is. Right, I, I, I swear to you, I haven't looked that up. It is just literally my. I was sitting. I was. I was sitting listening. I was thinking. That is thinking George back to Gaines. Coming down, Lazard. <laughs> Isn't it awful that for you know George Gaines is you know he, he's a superb character actor. Um, yes, he's done a lot of stuff, and he's done a lot of stuff. What you remember him as Commandant Lassard. Uh, Lassard. But yeah. it's the fact that that I was, was thinking... the first thing I thought when I watched it the, the other the last week. I was like, "Oh, that is that is oh boy!" You know, it's the, the guy fact... who got a Hummer under the. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the fact that I was sort of <laughs> sat, just sat here thinking, thinking, and then it just dawned on me. It did not even did yeah. not even twig last night. It didn't even <laughs> twig. <laughs> Commandant Lazard, Commandant Lazard. So where else would you get Ken Russell, Commandant Lazard, John Larroquette, and William Hurt, um, who transforms into a giant primordial blob? Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, right here, an altered state. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I see, that is incredible. That, that, which is, yeah, that's the cool part. When you watch movies uh, that are from the early 80s, you get these small parts from yes. actors that, you later on see go beyond uh, a lot of the stuff, but and then you see them in weird parts. Yes, like, yeah, like, yeah, like this one. Yeah, and it always amazes me that Leslie Nielsen was in Prom Night. Yeah, but he was before he actually turned into Frank Drebin and, yeah. uh, and uh, all that. He did a lot of uh, serious acting. I've well, seen him in a lot of stuff. It's hard. It's it's hard to go back. Yes. Well, I mean, of course, he was in Forbidden Planet. Um, oh, yeah. classic, um, which classic, is a, which classic, is a great probably. film. Um, yeah. What was the other one with the with the animals? Was it um, Food of the Gods? 
Was he in Food of the Gods? Uh, or he was one of those sort of eco-horrors um, when, yeah. where he, he goes mad. What was that? Yeah. He goes bonkers. What was that called? Why, why do you do this? I know. I know. Uh, if only there was some well, way that we could look it up. Yep. Let's what? see. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Can you furiously type in? Yeah. Let's see. What the hell? I mean, I've seen him in so much stuff. Oh, you let's see. From it. But he's, let's see. I, I always loved him when he was being interviewed because there is no way on earth that he would ever, ever, you know, he, he never took it, it seriously at all. He knew where his no. career was at. Um, and he just, he just went with it. He yeah. just went with it. Yeah. Because after airplane, he, yes. it, it just after that he he was uh, he was fit into this. Yes. So, uh, but yeah. let's see. Do, 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 do. I'm going back beyond. No, we're still in the eighties. Let's see. I still. Uh, do you know? I still have a fond memory for Repossessed. I still have a fond memory well, of that film. I have not seen it. It's, it's a good movie. I haven't seen it in a long, long time, um, and I may have to. Uh, Go back and look at it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 not uh, it's not Oscar material, but it's it's fun. Day of the Animals, as far as I remember. Dave, ah, yes, yes, yes. Day of the Animals. That's correct. Played Paul well, Jensen. Yep, there it is. Nineteen, yeah, nineteen seventy-seven. Yes. There you go. See, I, I it's, it, it, those type of films like Grizzly and Ooh, uh, Yes, I love Grizzly. I love Grizzly. I bought the Blu-ray for it um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's it's a uh, cheesy one, but it, there, there's heart in it. Yes, and, to see and you, body parts. Yes, and if you ever want to see the greatest explosion of a bear, <laughs> watch Grizzly because they. I think the only way you could describe that is they nuke that bear. <laughs> they blow that bear up. Hmm. Um, yep. and yeah, just go, just, just watch it. I love it. It's, I love Grizzly. It's absolutely brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So wrapping up, um, oh, Altered States. Um, Ooh, no, wait, we didn't even mention Ooh, oh, cool, cool, cool. the makeup department. Ah, the fantastic Dick Smith. Yes. Yes. Who sadly uh, passed away in 2014, I think. But Dick Smith has worked on, let's see, The Exorcist, Scanners, The Hunger, Nighthawk, Godfather, Taxi Driver. Remember Sunshine Boys? Yes. Comedy way back with, yeah. Yeah. And and he was, uh, the, the, the summer, I remember seeing, there was a show called, uh, I think you can find it on YouTube. It was called Movie Magic. I remember Movie and Magic. There was a yeah, there was a, a show about where they kind of centered on Dick Smith and the simpleness, like uh, what he did in The Exorcist when he aged Max von Sydow. Yes, where he kind of took uh, and he showed it uh, on screen. He took his hand and he kind of stre- kind of stretched out his skin and then yeah. uh, just a thin layer of latex. And yeah. he dried it up, and then he just released his hand, and you got that natural wrinkly. Uh, and it's so subtle, and it's like so effective. Yeah. And that was Dick Smith. He was so good at that. Well, so, I mean, um, he was also in. Um, he also did the transformation in Starman, which I love. I'm not a yeah. massive fan of Starman. I got to be honest; it's not one of my favorites. It's just, it's just. Oh, but it's a good, it's a good solid movie. Yeah, it, it was one of those ones that just didn't click. 
with me. I don't know why. Yeah. I think it just it just didn't click. But his you know his Starman transformation scene is superb. Yeah. Um, he did Amadeus, um, yep. the fan from nineteen eighty one, which is a much underrated film. Um, and like you said, Night Talks. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Night Talks, huh? I think, is a great film. Yeah. Night oh, Talks yeah. is I a love really, Talks. really underrated. I, I wish, I wish they could find all of the missing scenes that are that are, that are not there. Yes. Uh, with uh, especially when you can see it kind of blatantly in the in the end shootout between uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone and Rutger Hauer. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, there are a lot of stuff missing in that last scene, but I wish. They could find the footage. They say it's it's gone forever. So, I pro- and I mean, it's a movie that probably will never they would never put money into it with it, which is weird because it's Sylvester Stallone, Billy Dee Williams, Rutger Hauer, yeah, and and roles they don't really see. No, no, people I, in. Well, and, I mean, uh, like, if you look at Stallone in that film as well, he, it's not a typical Stallone performance. No, and he looks he looks great with that beard. Yes, and the he glasses, looks, like a yes. So no, I I I even remember the candy I ate in the theater watching this movie. Oh, That's how which was good. which which candy did you have? It was it was like we made I made some homemade um, chocolate balls with a uh, cocos uh, sprinkles on it. Yeah, with the uh, oatmeal and, and cocoa, and yeah, it was very. I nice. remember bringing a couple uh, of those with me. Nice. So, because nice. uh, because uh, theater candy is expensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I remember. I I mean, I love that movie. I have loved it from the first time I watched it in the theater, and always thinking there must be an uncut version of this out somewhere. And every version I've watched has always looked the same. So, uh, I, and then I went and read about it, and a lot of stuff is missing from it because the ending is much more brutal and bloody yes. than it is in the in the movie. Yes. Now the other it's film, a good one. So people, um, Dick Smith worked on, uh, which I think is really, really underrated. It's a very, very silly film. Is the Sentinel from nineteen seventy-seven? Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay. With uh, Christina Raines, Ava Gardner's in it, and Chris Sarandon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a great. It's a great film. It's a really, really good That's film. A fun, it's a fun watch. Yes, and it's one of those films where somebody turns around and says, "Oh, and we have this great loft, this huge apartment for you." Uh, the one drawback <laughs> it is it, it it happens to be over the gateway of hell. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Yes. It's how much? Oh. It's, it's mine. It's a bargain. Where do I sign? <laughs> yeah, where do I sign? Oh, in blood? Oh, never mind. Okay, yes. And then, you you know, or this, uh, your house is located wonderfully next to this ancient Indian burial ground. <laughs> and again, it's how much? I'll take it. Yes. We love a bargain. I make a lot of money. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, we do. Stupidly so. Yes. No, it's it's a, the Sandals are good. Uh, yeah. Cool movie. It's a, it's a, it's a great and, it's, and if you want to see... Yeah, and if you want to see more of it, of Dick Smith kind of subtle uh, work too, uh, watch The Hunger and the the age makeup. He yes, does on David yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great film. The Hunger. I love The Hunger. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's it a is. very very cool film. It is. And, and yeah, that's very the only way to describe it. Yeah, it's a slow burn, uh, sweet movie actually. Yes, yes. Uh, even is. though it's about vampires and and bloodletting and. and Killing and murdering a small child and everything, but it's still and it's still a sweet movie. Yes, yes. And, and David Bowie is absolutely amazing in it. Yes, I, I do wish he had done more. I do wish he had done more yeah. film. 
But then I suppose what does make his performance in films is that there's not, he didn't do an all, he, he did enough. There's enough yeah, that he's he got did. a body of work there, but, um. Oh, remember the man who fell to earth? Yes. This is great, great film. Great film. Yes, it is. You know, and, uh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Oh. It's. See, now you're making me all sad. With yes, yes, yes. So, let's try this then, Peter. Let's, let, oh boy. let us gird our loins. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh wow where would you come in for a score for altered states oh wow it's 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 uh, it's actually a hard one to recommend for people because <laughs> yeah. you can't really recommend it for the average movie watcher no no uh, so but uh, I'd say still give it a watch even though it may not be your cup of tea but just, I mean, if you go, you 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 will take something away from it. Yes, uh, when yes, you watch. you will. So you'll, you'll bring something with you. And I know for me and my dad, like, I, I and I do not kid you when I when I said you about ten minutes of total <laughs> silence, and then we just looked at each other because the, the build up and the ending, and you think it's all, and then it comes, and the way it ends with them with the embrace and he yes. finally finally is not a dick anymore yes uh, which is uh, i mean even though he's naked in most of the movie but, <laughs> uh, he, he finally he's 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 human yes. he brings him back to humanity and he actually it's not just her love yes it's actually his love yes and it makes it so powerful and, and the end credits and you sit there and I don't, I think we both looked at the screen with the end credits and then th- this was way back when you kind of get, when the channels are not 24 hours. It, yeah. it ends. Yeah. 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 And we kind of, it was just complete silence and just what the hell did we watch? Yeah. <laughs> So you you take something with you, and I I I, I really love this movie. Yes, it's, it's a strong. So so rating it for me, it's not a perfect movie. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But it's up in the range around a seven, eight, perhaps even an eight. I'd go with an eight. I yeah, think. I think that's a fair. I and you know what? I was sort of I was toying between a seven point five and an eight myself. Yeah. Um and actually. I think it's an eight. I think it's a solid eight. Um, oh, yeah. It's, you know, you can't, you can't quantify it. I think if you really wanted to say, you know, you could probably say it's science fiction, body horror-esque. Um, yeah. Um, but it is a complex, layered film that is, it is just one long LSD trip without having to take LSD. Um, and it's, it's not a film that, yeah, it's one of those films that you cannot sort of, you can't just, you can't take your eyes off it because you will miss something. You need to focus yeah. on it. It's, it's not an easy watch, but it's a worthwhile watch. So for me, it's an eight. Eight and, and watch it and, and, if you really, if you if you like movies like this, you you have to buy, it. you have to own this, so yes, you can watch yes, it uh, yes, yes, yes. several times. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's no, not a rent the, again with the acting. No, it's not a rent. No, no. no. And again with the acting because it's it, it, the reality when they they are talking over each other. There, and and this, I mean, this 
again, boggles me that a lot of this was uh, early movies for a lot of the actors. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 the way solid they performances. Made all this, yeah, and all this very intellectual, pseudo-psychological uh, talk, it, 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 it seems real when yes, it comes out yeah. of their mouths. Yeah, yeah. And and again with the whole talking over each other, shouting and all that, it makes it feel real, which heightens the movie. Uh, you have to have that to ground it in reality the first yes. half of the movie, so you can get to the last part, which yes. is not reality. No, not reality. To say it like that. Yes. So, so yeah, a solid eight, and it's a buy because uh, yeah. you 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 need to watch this several times. No. You have to give it some time between. Yes, viewings. don't don't watch it back to back. That'll end badly. No, um, and probably yeah, you turning into some kind of primordial screaming blob. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I do not want to be responsible for that. No, so, uh, I'm going to say this now: the undead Wookiee is not responsible for anybody degenerating into primordial blobs whilst watching Altered States. Thank you very much. No, I'll, uh, <laughs> no, I will not have any responsibility, and uh, I will take no responsibility for yeah. it. So if you do it yourself, if you go to flotation uh, tank, if they, well, they, I suppose they still exist. Yes. And yes. Uh, if you take some drugs, it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's on you. you. It's on you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, my good man, we have come to the end of another trippy psychedelic oh. journey. Um, where yeah, we do take these. It started off with Barbarella. Yes. Trippy in itself. Yes. And, uh, and then we uh, end up here. Yes. I'm sure next time round we'll <laughs> find something that's a little bit easier, easier going. You know, um, yeah. You know, something, uh, <laughs> because we've happened, we, 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 we dove down into the, oh, yes. With, with, uh, extra and, yeah. and the fly and this one. Yes. We dipped into some, well, we dipped into some slashers too, but yeah, uh, yeah. we've we've mainly stayed in this weird uh, yes. territory. Well, what's the been, weird state. Yes, the weird, the altered state. Was really, it's, it's funny that you mention Extro. Uh, somebody I worked with um, actually watched Extro based on uh, based on our episode. Um, Ooh, yeah, right. <laughs> that's what I said. Ooh, Did sorry. it end well? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was a. Okay. Uh, I think well, the actual is, words it is were uh, acquired taste. Yes, I think the words were. What the fuck did I watch? Um, and I sort of yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's yeah. justified. It's, just, it's yeah. justified. <laughs> <laughs> so next time round, we will find something. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you know. We'll we'll discuss it and we'll come back with something maybe a little bit easier. Maybe yes. you know. Some, maybe something like you know. Fulci's you know the beyond or. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something something light. Yes, a light watch. <laughs> yes, yes. Peter, sure. Thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. It's always, always a, pleasure. a pleasore. Never a chore. Thank you always so much fun. for being on. And no, tell no, me before we fun. before oh. we completely sign off, where can the good people find you? Because you've recently been back. Yes. You've been back at the scribbling table, haven't you? Yes, uh, I uh, decided after prodding from someone who was. Yes. Uh, uh, gonna be unnamed, you, uh, <laughs> that I needed to, to go back to my written reviews. And I looked up the site and I discovered that the last review I, uh, released or put up on the, the site was in 2015. Wow. So I thought, huh, that's been a while. Yes. So, uh, I have a new, uh, written review up on uh, forgottenflix.com. 
Excellent. And that's uh, Flix with an X. So people can go there. There, there will be more. Excellent. Not just from a written review, but me and Joel, wonderful. Uh, my wonderful co-host and our fearless leader on RetroMovieGeek.com. <laughs> uh, him and me, we have this little side project uh, that we decided to maybe put on that site to get uh, to get some content. Yes. On the Forgotten Flix again. So uh, there will be more news about that later. Oh, wonderful. But I have a, the, the written reviews will be back. Uh, there will not be like I did before once a week because, again, life and time. Yes. Uh, it comes in the way. So, uh, in the meantime, read the new one. It was, uh, what was it? Scared to Death from yes. 1981. Another weird one. Yes, but worth it. So, Definitely um, worth it. Definitely yeah, it worth it. Movie. Yeah. So, yes. And then go to, for, uh, for retromoviegeek.com where we are, uh, well, later today we're, uh, recording our last episode in the Spooky Flix Fest, 2018 Spooky Flix Fest. And I've got to say, it is well so, worth uh, it. It has helped me through my marking of my uh, marking of books um, in during my working hours, uh, doing the day job. It is well worth it. It's always, always, a, it's, I, I love the show. I absolutely love it. Love it. Thank you. We, we've had an insane amount this, uh, this Spooky Flix Fest. We, I mean, we're mainly a weekly show, but we've released... Three episodes per week. That's that, that's heavy going. Heavy going. Oof. Yes, <laughs> it's been fun though. Yes, the, the horror anthologies are starting to blend together though. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, but uh, we're really we were recording the latest, uh, the last interview. I don't know when this goes up, uh, uh, but uh, the last. Uh, we are uh, covering Creep Show. Nice, because we thought that would be appropriate. Yes, so uh, perfect. perfect. Go check call. that if you like horror anthologies. So go back and uh, we have some good guests on it too, and yeah. uh, a couple of interviews. It's brilliant. It's absolutely superb. Fun. Superb. Love it. Thank you absolutely very much. love it. So Peter, once again, thank you very much for being on, sir, and have a great day. Well, you do. Yes. <laughs> Let's speak to you soon. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> As always, I want to say a big thank you to Peter for being on. Always a pleasure, never a chore. And I'm sure he'll be back with us very, very soon. Okay, up next we have got What the Wookiee Watched. And first up, we have got The Bronx Warriors from 1982, a.k.a. 1990 The Bronx Warriors. Let's check out the trailer. In the year 1990, the New York City authorities declared the wasteland known as the South Bronx to be a high-risk area. There would be no further attempt to restore law and order to that notorious borough. The South Bronx had long since been controlled by gangs with such names as the Riders, Scavengers, Iron Men, Tigers, and Sharks. To venture without permission into the territory of a rival power was to risk war. War with no holds barred. War to the death. Only one man had anything to gain from such a war. Only one man could prevent it. Only one man. 1990, the Bronx Warriors.
Okay, that was the trailer for 1990, The Bronx Warriors from 1982, directed by Enzo G. Castarelli, uh, with a screenplay by Dodano Sacchetti, uh, Elisa Livia Briganti, and Enzo G. Castella. Um, it starred Stephanie Galamo as Anne, Mark Gregory as Trash. Um, his real name, uh, Marco Di Gregorio. Uh, Vic Morrow as Hammer. Christopher Connolly as Hot Dog. And, of course, Fred Williamson as the Ogre. Um, and, essentially, what we have got is the plot line is quite a simple one. We've got Anne is the 17-year-old heiress to the arms manufacturing giant, the, Man- the Manhattan Corporation, unable to face the guilt over inheriting a morally questionable company. When she turns 18, Anne runs away into the lawless wastelands of the New York Bronx and hilarity ensues um, <laughs> this is a wonderful slice of Italian post-apocalyptic action it is a must-see for all fans of the genre and indeed for fans of the you know the old video shop days where you know you would see these because inc- the cover for this always stays with me you know incredibly cool covers um, I think on this one it had a guy with um, I think it was the Mark Gregory character all muscled up uh, firing a machine gun or I think he was on his motorbike on this one swinging a chain you know it, it's it is one of those classics of the era um, and of course Mark Gregory I think he was only 17 when he did this um, but he's manfully stepping in the the footsteps of genre legends like Al Cleaver and you know and and all those wonderful great actors in the uh, that you find in these post apocalyptic Italian movies. Um, Vic Morrow is at his scene chewing best in this. Um, Fred Williamson gets a great death and is and of course he once again he proves he is one of the baddest men in exploitation cinema. The action scenes in this are fantastically bad. Um, a particular highlight for me is the tap dancing uh, gang. Um, yeah, that's right. Post-apocalyptic um, tap dancing uh, wasteland warriors. Um, they kind of look like an amateur dramatics company putting on their production of a chorus line, though. So it's um, <laughs> it's it's that. It, 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 you you kind of get the idea of where we're going with this one. Um, of course, you get the flamethrower-wielding mounted police crashing an impromptu birthday party, um, which leads to the film's climax. I mean, you've got to see... It's a scene that needs to be watched in order to be believed. Um... How do you score this one? Well, look, you know, is it a great film? No. Um, is it shot on a budget? Yes. I mean, this is real guerrilla filmmaking. Um, you, they just clearly showed up on the streets and started filming. You can see people walking around in the background. Um, but there is something about this film that is thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. Um, I can't give it anything more than five out of ten, but I love this film for a number of nostalgic reasons and because it's just so ridiculously silly. Um, but it's a five out of ten for me and it's a must-see if you're a fan of this genre. Okay, up next we have got Escape from the Bronx, The Bronx Warriors 2 from 1983. Let's check out the trailer. declare the Bronx a high-risk zone. There's only one alternative. Destroy it.
Destroy it. The Bronx Warriors, too. Bronx Warriors 2. Bronx Warriors, too. Okay, that was the pre-cert trailer uh, from 1983 of Escape from the Bronx, Bronx Warriors 2. Um, and so the sound quality is a little bit down on that one, but I, I, I just had to include it because it is just such a wonderful slice of VHS goodness. It's incredible. Um, now, of course, Bronx Warriors 2 from 1983. Again, back in the driving seat is Enzo, Enzo G. Castarelli. It was written by Enzo G. Castarelli and Tito Capri. Um, again, Mark Gregory returns as trash. This time, the big bad is Henry Silver as Floyd Wangler. <laughs> That's a great name. Absolutely brilliant name. Um, you've got uh, Valeria Doobacci as Moon Grey, uh, Timothy Brent as Strike, Antonio Sabato, the great Antonio Sabato as Deblon. And this basically, um, after the several years after the first event, um, 
trashes the former leader of the Riders gang. Um, he's now become this cynical loner, uh, and he's decided to he's going to remain in the impoverished, lawless wasteland of the Bronx. However, those villainous General Construction Corporation, led by President Clark, played by Inior Gerlarmi, um, they're going to tear down the Bronx, and in order to do it, they hire Wangler, Henry Silver's character, and his private squad of de-infestors to burn, shoot, and gas those who are not willing to leave. Um, Mark Gregory returns, like I said, as trash. And in between this one and the other one, he's lost a lot of muscle mass, so they made him keep his jacket on for the entire thing. However, he has improved slightly as an actor. He can now lift both eyebrows. Um, The action has been amped up, but it is still um, choreographed in the most ridiculous, ridiculous manner but here listen to these listen to these stats the full death toll in the uncut version of this film which is the one that i've seen um is 174 people there are 110 killed by shooting 40 in explosions nine by the flamethrower one by stabbing one off-screen kill four unknowns, six electrocutions, and two bashed in the face with a helmet and one face turned to mush after being hit with a shotgun butt. Um, so they've really, really gone for it in this one. They've really, really amped it up. There's a, It looks like there's a little bit more money in it. Um, but the dialogue at times makes no sense at all. Um, Henry Silver, is, as the big bad, is is he, he, he's your perfect panto villain for this kind of thing. He really, really is. Um, but this is, I think, again, it's a must-see for fans of this genre. Um, it's... It's essentially just one action scene after another. There's very, very, very little in the way of story. Um, it is. It, it, it's a great slice of low-budget exploitation, post-apocalyptic Italian goodness. And again, I can't give this anything more than five out of ten. Um, but I love it. I think it's a great film. And like, if you're a fan of the genre or you want to go back and you want to look at one of those you want to go back and sort of experience those sort of pre-certificate VHS days, you can find both Bronx Warriors 1 and 2 on YouTube. Um, uh, I'm sure, I think there's a, I think there's a Blu-ray release out there somewhere, but if, you know, before you go spend any money, go check it out on YouTube. Um, like I said, 5 out of 10 for me. Now, before we dive into the final segment of what's in Peter's box, uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just a big child. It's still making me chuckle. Um, I got a couple of thank yous to people who have donated to School Hall Slaughter. Now, don't forget, you can find School Hall Slaughter, um, our GoFundMe page over at GoFundMe.com. Come over and check out our Facebook page um, and also check out the Undead Wookiee Facebook page. Um, you can keep up to date with what's going on with uh, the production and where we are. You get to see the props that are arriving. We've got, um, we're going to be shooting a trailer very, very soon in February. Um, but also if you donate uh, you get a thank you on the show and you get a thank you in the credits and uh, I got a couple thank yous first of all my co-host with the most I want to say thank you very much for his wonderful donation thank you Peter and of course to Richard Roundtree who is an independent filmmaker and you can find him on uh, Twitter it's not Shaft it's not the Richard Roundtree but it's another Richard Roundtree um, and you can found, uh, find him on Twitter thank you so much I really really appreciate your donation it makes a huge huge difference um, I can't wait to get the cameras rolling it is going to be an absolute 
Um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a real joyous moment when it, when we do start, and I'm very very excited to share my project with you. Okay, so now we have got what's in Peter's box, and the surprise that Peter left me on this one, and I was really really sort of I I was wasn't quite expecting this was it is uh, an animated film, and it is GI Joe Resolute. Let's check out the trailer. Okay, this is G.I. Joe from 2009, Resolute. Um, and essentially, again, we've got the terrorist organization Cobra unleashes a new scheme to take over the world. And it's up to G.I. Joe's elite commandos to stop them. Um, this starred Steve Blum, Eric Bolzer, uh, Greg Griffin and Charlie Adler doing multiple, multiple voices. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this. This is... I'm a big fan of G.I. Joe anyway. I loved the original series or as it was known in the UK, Action Force and then of course it became Joe. Not so much a fan of the, um, the live action films, must admit. They were heartbreaking to watch um however this is um an animated movie that is very much in line with i would say the dc batman sort of the darker harder edge stuff this is not um this is not a soft gi joe there's no moralizing really there's a lot of action it's very very violent at times i thoroughly enjoyed it it was a massive surprise for me um but it's quite difficult to track down so if you can track it down do so because it is worth it. it is definitely worth it i would give this a 7.5 out of 10 so ladies and gentlemen our time draws to an end i'd like to say thank you to everybody who's listened to everybody who's tweeted who's everybody's had to sort of hang around a little bit because uh, you know various things have got in the way but we're, sh- we're going to do everything we can to get our podcast back on our regular sort of uh, track but the universe does conspire against us sometimes um once again thank you to peter for being on he's going to be back very very soon as always i want to give a big shout out to my brother from another mother mr leighton winston to the lethal one liam to jay you know my man freddie fenich he's going to be he's got his own uh, podcast now the bloody show get yourselves over to itunes and listen to that one it's well worth it it's really really good he's on there with uh, his partner in crime, Slasher Trash, Gareth. Um, so definitely go check them out. As always, go round to Gregor Mortis' uh, uh, podcast, Land of the Creeps, and check them out. Of course, always get yourselves around to the Horror Movie Podcast. Get over to Cadavercast and listen to Jeff and Al, the, the dynamic duo of dad podcasting. Um, they're fantastic. I really, really love them. And of course, Al signs off uh, our show every single um, episode. So, 
Um, I can feel my limbs wearing off now. So I'm going to very, very quickly sign off and say, in the immortal words of Count Dracula, good night out there, whatever you are. This is our farm cadaver cast. You've been listening to the undead Wookie. The back.